0: Hello everybody, this is Andre. Welcome to the Marketing Innovation Show. Today with us, we have a very special guest. His name is Stefan Gergely. He's a partner in Under Development Office, a product-oriented development agency. He's a growth hacker and a serial entrepreneur. Uh, Stefan, how's it going? Hey man, I'm all good. How about you? Very good, very good. Uh, In lockdown, (laughs) staying home. So yes, uh, a quick intro to what we're going to discuss today and why, guys, uh, you should listen till the end. So in this episode, we are going to speak about growth hacking in the post-COVID world and how brands B2B and B2C equally can uh, make the most out of the opportunities that are going to come up uh, or have already started to occur. So Stefan, uh, tell us a bit about yourself. Um, How are you doing? Uh, What are you up to these days?
1: All right. First of all, I have a question. How are we on illicit language in this podcast?
0: We are fine. Uh, just uh, not too many swear words, but <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. Okay. All right. I understand.
1: So the thing is, I shaved my freaking head. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's one of the things
1: that I did out of sheer boredom in, in this uh, troublesome time. Um, but apart from that, yeah, I think I'm all good. Um, Luckily for us, people working in the tech world and I think in your domain as well, it's okay because we can work from home a lot easier mm-hmm. uh, than, than a lot of other companies can. So I think the only thing we really have to deal with is just boredom, to be perfectly honest. Uh, and that's pretty much it. So all good. Uh, business-wise, things have slowed down, but not very much. I think that's the case for everyone. And oh yeah, so you asked me to, to say a little bit about myself. Um, I think I'm going to be speaking on this podcast from the standpoint of two uh, of the positions that I'm in. One of them is the found, one of the co-founders of Underdevelopment Office, a partner at Underdeveloped Office. Um, Underdevelopment Office is a mobile, web, and blockchain development agency uh, that's very product-oriented. So one of the things we did very early on is we decided to focus a lot on products and not only on how efficient we outsource our developers. That's one of the key differences that, uh, that got us working with blockchain technology very, very early on before the entire ICO hype. Mm-hmm. And it brought us to be regional leaders in this space. And that's what allowed us to grow very much because we focused on this very uh, uh, cutting edge technology because of this mindset of ours. And um, so I've got this experience of, of an agency behind me, as do you. Mm-hmm. It's just that in different domains um and then i'm also right now founding uh, a new venture that's called dimly which is a data company Mm -hmm. we believe together with uh, my my co-founder augustine uh, we believe that data is the driving factor of the economy of the very near future Mm -hmm. and we want to build a platform where people can transparently monetize their data and uh, to also promote their products Uh, to the niches they truly want to get to, to very closely interact with their target market, find their target market, do very cheap and easy market research. Mm -hmm. Uh, But we'll get more into this as as the podcast develops.
0: Super. Okay. So uh, what I think we can start with, and I think is a nice starting point just to get everybody aligned and on the same level, is uh, the notion of growth hacking. Now, um, I know because we had this chat a couple of times before, uh, also speaking at conferences and so on. So you had some really, really nice success in this uh, niche or in this tactic to call it so. Um, let's, uh, Let's set the basis, let's say, uh, for, for the discussion, and uh, tell us what you think growth hacking is.
1: Sure. Uh, it's a question that I get asked quite a lot to define growth hacking, and I'm not really biblical in how, in how growth hacking is defined, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Fundamentally, it's growth. It's, it's marketing. But we call it growth hacking because um, there are certain components of marketing, as you very well know, that are already defined, they already go by some form of book there are some recipes for it mm-hmm. run Facebook ads when do you run Facebook ads when you've got a uh, normally when you've got an incoming source of revenue and you calculate how much of that you run you train Facebook's pixel to give a certain outcome There, there there's certain procedures so there are certain ways to go about it that are more or less guideline um, growth hacking comes in and basically deals with everything that is growth and that is outside of that that requires a lot of intuition crazy ideas Uh, things that procedurally are not defined or pre-established to work. Mm -hmm. Um, And that normally involves cutting corners of sorts. Uh, This means piggybacking on the success of other marketing campaigns or of other platforms. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I mean piggybacking in the literal sense because when you run a Facebook ad campaign, you don't piggyback on the success of Facebook, you use their service. But when you uh, launch a campaign on Reddit, to try to uh, convince people to come into your website and you do it in a subreddit that's trending, for instance, that's piggybacking on Reddit's success within their own internal uh, structure. Yep. So I, I, I would define it as everything that goes outside of this more or less traditional
0: marketing framework, but that's equally important. Super, thanks a lot. Yeah, I agree to, you. I agree to most of what you said. Um, I think... Just uh, just in order to give the context of our discussion when we go into the trends area. So let's discuss a few of uh, the more popular cases um, of growth hacking that you maybe stumbled across or maybe some of your successes as well with previous and current projects. Um, and from here, let's go a bit into, so uh, we can kind of uh, ping pong on this for a bit and then let's go into what you think would be some good channels that our listeners can have a look at and can keep an eye on for the upcoming months that maybe could be very good potential um, channels for increasing the return on investment. So um, let's see, a couple of examples. What, uh, what you found worked very well in the past?
1: Growth hacking, I think, is very uh, domain-linked. Or domain specific, or uh, domain dependent. That's, that's the correct phraseology. Uh, in the sense in which, if you want to launch, and let me think ahead so I don't say anything foolish. Uh, if you want to launch uh, a pretzel stand, mm-hmm. okay, you're not gonna use Product Hunt, right? That's the sort of thing. Like there are very few growth hacks you could use Product Hunt for. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing is, when, you, when you're thinking about launching a pretzel stamp, okay, let's just give this example, right? So um, to, to, to define it better, let's say you want to launch um, a food truck that sells pretzels, mm-hmm. okay? All right, there's no way you're going to power your core business on Product Hunt. There's no way you're going to market your, uh, towards selling your core business on Product Hunt. You can use Product Hunt as a growth hack uh, to enable a certain component of your business. Do you want to be the leading uh, the, the leading pretzel go-to on, on Google search? Then maybe you can use uh, Product Hunt for that because Product Hunt is a good flow of traffic and you can use it for different SEO hacks. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's really important to keep in mind and to very properly define what it is you're trying to launch. Uh, I think growth hacking, of course, I actually, know as well as traditional marketing. The reason why I don't talk that much about traditional marketing is that I don't have a lot of experience in that. So that's where I think you have to come in. My mm-hmm. intuition dictates that is basically the same thing. You have to know very, very well what you're doing beforehand, what it is specifically that you're trying to sell. That's true.
0: Yeah. Okay. Um, so you mentioned, for example, Product Hunt, because uh, what also I would like to bring to the surface here in our discussion, uh, if there is a possibility, uh, sure. to see how uh, we as marketeers or entrepreneurs can... Maybe find hacks or tricks that you can use, that we can use apart from the growth hacking subject, little tricks and hacks that we can use in traditional marketing mixes in order to amplify our results, such as as you mentioned SEO and product Hunt. or product hand do you uh, how did you use it in the past, or what was the SEO or traffic benefit that you got from it in the past
1: For product hunt specifically yeah uh, product hunt I think I launched. Not that many, I think three or four products on Product Hunt so far mm-hmm. uh, on which I only had a tremendously big, or should I put it, profitable success with uh, uh, my favorite project that I like to talk about as a launch <laughs> on Product Hunt. It was one of the most viral Product Hunt launches in, in, in Romania, uh, and that's for a site that's called The Button. Uh, I can send you some screenshots to, uh, to put here or some recordings of how it works. The Button is a really, really simple concept. Um, oh, yeah, and it provides a good example of how to uh, decide what platforms to, to use to grow Uh So the button is an idea, uh, a really good friend of mine, Andre, and I came up with, um, in which we have one web page with one button on it that just says do not push. Mm-hmm. Uh, and apart from that, everything else on the page is relevant. So the button is really centered, There's nothing else is in focus. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you push the button, anyone who pushed the button gets taken to a web page that gets opened in a separate tab. And you don't know what that link is going to be before you press on the button. Uh, but once you do, you get taken to that web page. And one other thing you can do is you can buy the button. And if you buy the button, the way the, the financial mechanism behind it is to uh, pay at least one cent more than the person who bought the button before you. It doesn't matter when they bought it. You don't get it for a certain period of time, mm-hmm. and then the button is yours. And then you can take people to whatever you link link you want. So fundamentally, it's a traffic. Flow trick. Uh, you bought the button, you would get traffic. Mm-hmm. We launched on product hunt after looking up the best time to launch, the best methodology to use everything. So we really did it to the maximum. Uh, we it was we reached the number I think four product of the day then, um, but we got nominated for the product hunt golden kitty awards where we got number two in our category, which was what the fuck. <laughs> that was the category that was literally the category um and uh we got i think thirty thousand visitors within a couple of days uh and that's quite a lot yeah and very nice the the, the the one thing to take into account from product count is that the conversion rate is way better than, than most of the other traffic so we got really good traffic we got us traffic uk traffic german traffic western
0: we got almost no traffic from from Southeast Asia or stuff like that. Can you, um, so if, if uh, our listeners were to think about product hunt within their marketing mix, should they use it only for launches or how could they use it? Uh, for example, if it's already an established business or maybe like a startup, but not just starting out, um, yeah, sure. how, how could this be used?
1: I think Product Hunt uh, is a great platform to use if you're launching a product, just like as I said before, and you can use it as a flow of traffic that generally has high conversion rates. Yep. And the tip for that is, uh, make a really, really smooth onboarding process because you are gonna have a lot of people going through it. So you want it to be as clean as possible, you want it to convert as much as possible. Mm-hmm. With the button, we had a 98% ch- a 98% conversion rate to people clicking the button. Of course, it's a very simple action, you press a button, but 98% is a huge fucking rate. Yeah. Uh, and um, another thing you can do if you're not launching a business where you just have to have this very clear uh, conversion, and then actually one more thing I would add is a trick in your product uh, to maintain an intrinsic virality rate. I think that the, the global trend of 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 marketing is to go deeper and deeper into the product. Mm-hmm. So you no longer just build whatever product you want, run Facebook ads, and then it'll work. You need to think of the entire flow of people that come through the Facebook ads. How will they generate more users for you? Uh, things like this. So you have to really, really work on, on, on the product's virality. We did that with the button. I can happily share some of the cool tricks we did to mm-hmm. maintain an intrinsic virality, rate. Right? Sure and, thing. But, but to answer your question, if you, don't, if you have an established business and you want to use uh, Product Hunt, I think one of the best examples for that is uh, what Figma did. Are you familiar with Figma? No. Okay, so Figma is a free um, design tool. They're taking on Photoshop. Sorry, they're taking on Adobe XD, and sketch, mm-hmm. Figma is completely free, and they built a thing in which you can anyone can build their own mini products, frameworks, whatever within Figma. So I can build a, a tool within Figma that uh, converts GIFs into animations across multiple web page, across multiple design pages, whatever and I can launch this. And what they did is they would encourage people to launch their things on Product Hunt, to launch these little tools on Product Hunt that people could monetize them as well. Yeah. So what ended up happening is Product Hunt was full for a, a period of time with just insert name here for Figma. So insert tool name for Figma, GIF analyzer for Figma, uh, 3D converter for Figma, lala for Figma. And then every time you would go on Product Hunt, you would just see Figma, 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 Figma all the time. Figma has established business. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's not, a, it's not a startup per se, or like they're not going to die within the next couple of months. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. But that's that's actually a very good example of what you said of, uh, you know, like getting a user on your platform and then having them promote your business, uh, basically becoming a brand ambassador away.
1: This example, what it is, is what you can do is you can launch, uh, instead of launching a product, if you already have an established business, instead of launching products and product hunt, what I would do is I would launch features. Mm -hmm and then use it for the SEO aspect, use it for the traffic funnel towards that specific feature, use it to promote that specific feature. Uh, that's what I suggest to most of the companies that, that, I, that I work with on growth that have an established business or that don't want to use Product Hunt as a one-off thing. Mm-hmm. That's a great hack to not use Product Hunt as a one-off thing is to launch features, but one thing you have to take into account is that the Product Hunt community is very, very smart mm-hmm. uh, compared to other other communities, they will figure out and they do know if you're trying to trick them. So mm-hmm. you don't just launch cheap features again and again. You have to make sure that they're different. You have to make sure that they serve more or less a different type of audience or a different purpose than the ones you previously launched. It, it, with Product Hunt, Product Hunt is free to use and yet you can't be cheap about it uh, in the sense of what you really launch there. Everything mm-hmm. has to have some form of quirk, some form of a cool thing behind it. The community is super supportive. There's a very, very little hate. It's a great platform to launch an MVP. It's a, it's a great place to talk to people and to actually get feedback. But because of the intrinsic mechanism of Product Hunt, which is to have new product launches every day, mm-hmm. you will not stay relevant for long. Actually, you will, not, you will not stay relevant more than two, three days. Would you if recommend we, that? Yeah, Sorry for interrupting.
0: Um, would you recommend that, for example, if it's a really key feature and uh, let's say somebody would like to? be there for a longer while can you relaunch like the same thing more times or does it have no so it it has to be once the
1: the chances of you being able to relaunch the same thing if you weren't for some reason completely transparent when in the day that you launched it so if you weren't in the top sorry in the bottom five to ten places for whatever reason let's just say maybe loads of good products launched on that day and you were unlucky maybe maybe in that case you can launch again but apart from that the this is the one thing that the community is not 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 friendly with. Mm-hmm. And uh, launching the exact same thing You can launch something slightly different, but not the exact thing.
0: Okay, cool. And can you run any sort of sponsored ads or something that you know us marketeers in general would be looking at? To
1: yes, you can run promoted posts on uh, on Product Hunt. I have not done that. I have seen them a lot. They do convert traffic, but. I, I would not recommend it, to be honest, because it kind of defeats the purpose of Product Hunt. On, mm-hmm. on Product Hunt, there are people, Product Hunt is a great platform. I'm, I'm just gonna define this out in as simple as possible terms, uh, so that, you, so that the, the listeners can get a feel of what Product Hunt is mostly good for. But you have to keep in mind that there's an asterisk to my following statement. And the asterisk is, is you can use it for everything as long as you're creative enough, or as long as you work with someone that's creative enough or that has Product Hunt experience, and I'm sure you know people and I know people and we can be contacted for that. Uh, but mostly Product Hunt is good for uh, software as a service type products that are mostly B2B so that you sell to other creators, to other entrepreneurs if you've, got a, if you've got something for other people's websites that they can use to promote. So it's like a very close community and you sell within these people. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's great. That, that, that's ideal, so to speak. And you have to be very open and friendly and transparent about everything that you do. And uh, it works for software service type products. So if you're not a, uh, an SAS per se, so you don't have a subscription to whatever you're selling, but but you do attack the same sort of niche or you you have the same sort of clients, then yes, the, it, it, the principle remains. It still works. Mm-hmm. But it's very difficult to launch a uh, it's very difficult to launch local products on on Product Hunt. That's one. That's one advice I would give. Okay. Uh, unless you're in like San Francisco, <laughs> so uh, if you want to launch a, a bike rental app for Eucharest mm-hmm. on Product Hunt, the chances of you getting some form of success are are very low.
0: But it's probably very good if you. I mean, for example, uh, thinking of a you know hypothetical scenario is okay. So I have this uh, little a uh, Chrome extension or something like that. And I want yeah, that's to, awesome. Yeah, and I want to get it out in the world. Uh, I could run Google Ads or I could put it on Product Hunt and then try to, you know, show it's a good value product and get exposure to the world.
1: Ideally, you're going to want to do both. Uh, and you're going to want to think of where, this is what I was uh, touching upon earlier, uh, how to use the traffic that comes in from different places. And there are, it's, it's very clear that, Traffic that comes from Google ads and traffic that comes from product hunt are two completely different animals. Correct me if you think I'm wrong.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, uh, I, think, I think the product hunt traffic might be more curious than the Google ads traffic, which is more purchase intent oriented, right? Mm-hmm. Is this what you exactly. mean? Yeah,
1: yeah, that's what I mean. So therefore I, I would think of uh, a ways to build intrinsic virality for my product for both of these different flows. And what does that mean? That means, uh, for instance, in product hunt, you build some referral-based mechanism mm-hmm. because people that, your users that are gonna come from Product Hunt have a much higher chance of referring your product later and so on and so forth because Product Hunt is a great place to attack uh, the the pioneers, the very early adopters, the things like that. Yeah. Whereas Google Ads is not. Google Ads is where you get a, a, a much more of a mass market. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're two completely different things. But Product Hunt is a rather small community, so there's no way you can build a million dollar business on Product Hunt. It's, just won't work. Yeah, yeah. sorry, a multi-million-dollar business, like actual revenue. <laughs> because Realistically speaking, Parakhan does not move that much money. It's just facts.
0: Yeah, no, but uh, I think that uh, the value of our discussion here is actually, you know, like generating that addition, that additional exposure in the right niches. At probably, like, if we were to compare it with other channels, this is a relatively lower cost. And I think that many people. I mean, I'm sure that there's a lot of entrepreneurs here that might have already launched on Product Hunt or at least they are visiting and using it to some, to some extent. But also yeah. I think that uh, it's, um, it's a platform that is easy to be left behind. And in the context of growth hacking and trying to get more for the buck in terms of marketing, this can be a very nice tool. Uh, maybe yeah, another question. That- Go on, sorry. No,
1: definitely. I completely agree.
0: Oh, Super. So uh, one thing that I wanted to ask you, since we are on the growth hacking uh, subject is and product hunt. Is there any day in particular that you found works better for somebody if they are looking
1: they, at it? They change. They always change. So probably if I'm going to tell you a day now, it's probably going to be different by the time you get to launch something on product hunt. The best thing to do is to look it up right then and then when you're doing it. There's tons of, uh, of places online where people talk about the best day to launch. When I launched the button, when we launched the button, we found out that it was Tuesday and it was Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, but right now, I think, I think everyone found out that it was Tuesday. No, that's, I don't think. That's actually what happened. Everyone found out that it was Tuesday. If you try to launch something on Tuesday now, you've got tons yeah. of products launching. Yeah. So it moved to Wednesday and now Wednesday is getting saturated And now, right now, it's moving to Thursday. But I think that's not going to be long-lived at all. I think it's going to move to some form of Friday, Monday or Sunday type thing really you have to look it up then one one thing that i found out right now is just looking at the traffic on product hunt um and what i'm seeing is that there's a growth in traffic from february where they have 4.5 million monthly visitors that's a lot of people by the way mm-hmm. to march where they have 5.04 that's a that's a half a million people growth in traffic uh during the covid thing mm-hmm. crisis whatever pandemic sorry uh so this is one of the platforms that is increasing in traffic during this time. So it's a, specifically for this uh period of time, you do want to launch on it. It's not been affected negatively at all. Mm-hmm.
0: Super. Okay. So um let's see, other let's talk about other platforms. So this would be one of the I, I think it's very valuable that we brought it up and we discussed it in detail. I think that mainly for uh B2B SaaS uh businesses, which is a good proportion of our audience. I think that is very valuable. And uh, the idea of integrating this on the organic side, I think it's very, very good and transforming people into brand ambassadors and then working on the actually on-site journey of the newly acquired people and and visitors. Um, What is your focus now when you think about growth hacking for the future? So you mentioned you have a new venture uh, I'm sure that you have already <laughs> explored all the ways that you can uh, make that a great success as you did with all of your previous projects, so uh, okay, don't give up <laughs> everything don't 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 flatter me <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, but what are some things that you are looking at at the moment and you think our listeners could be looking at as well?
1: Okay, I'm going to give the most Gary V answer I could possibly give here, okay, and that's TikTok. <laughs> Um, Gary V is constantly pushing TikTok and there's a reason for that and he does. Uh, uh, Gary V is a highly, uh, I think, debated person. I, I don't, the, the point is not to bring him into the conversation, but he does mention TikTok a lot and I find that for Dimely. Um TikTok is going to be a good
0: platform to, uh, to go out to. How are you thinking about your TikTok strategy? Because this is actually something that is very current for us as well. So uh, we have a bunch of clients in this B uh, for us would be more B2C discussions uh, of, you know, like using TikTok and how they could run maybe influencer marketing on it or paid ads, which for example in Romania they are not very mainstream at the moment and you can't really access it uh, like that. Um, how so um, your platform would be uh, sort of more B2B one?
1: How would do you no, how- that's the thing? Uh... Dimely Daimly has two components. Okay, so let me let me give you a short pitch so that we know
0: yeah, where we're Yeah, that's at. perfect. Let's go for it.
1: Yeah. Um, what Daimly is fundamentally, as I said before, is a data platform. And what that means is that I want to create a place together with Augustine uh, where people can uh, monetize their data directly, immediately, easily, without having to do much. Mm-hmm. Uh, and where companies can tap into our business... Businesses or ventures or hustlers, mostly hustlers, can tap into this market, into, into this data really easily. We're seeing a large movement towards uh, the sort of lean startup mentality where you have to test markets before and do all sorts of things and, and, and be very data-driven. And we want to bring that uh, to, the, to the individual that's running his own business or that's hustling or that has a small uh, coffee shop or bar or whatever that don't have the money. They don't have the money or the time, actually, mostly the time. Not really the money to use an agency per se to build uh, ads that scale for Google ads where you need five types of banners and ten mm-hmm. types of blah la so what Daimly is in the first stage is it's an app where uh, it's a tinder like app for ads um, where people can come in they they give access to certain types of data on their device, like t- data that gets taken either passively or actively. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, the idea is for it to be as simple as possible. Based on the amount of data that, they, uh, that gets processed from them, and we're talking about, of course, no personal data, like very transparent about this, uh, they get paid for it mm-hmm. uh, over time. So it's a stream of passive income. Uh, and advertisers can can come in and they can also run a free ad on Dime. It's one of the really cool things that we're doing from the start is that you can run a free ad, which, and this, I'm actually curious to hear your opinion. Can you do that anywhere else right now? Is there any place where you can run a free ad campaign?
0: Uh, No money paid. No, I don't think so. That was, I hope that that I would hear (laughs) that. Anyway, you can come run a free ad. At least not, not, not any of the mainstream or even remotely mainstream ones. Exactly. And what you can do on Daimely is
1: you can run an ad. And the way you run an ad, the way we thought of this is quite cool. Uh, a friend of mine recently opened an ice cream place. Uh, I'm just going to throw it out there. Like a really, really good ice cream place. Right? And they opened it up here in Bucharest. And uh, they're a small business. They don't have a marketing agency per se. They 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 have a designer that... The design, the, the way the whole thing looks mm-hmm. and what they do. And they use Instagram right now to promote quite a lot. And by Instagram, I mean Instagram stories. And the reason why they do that is because their, con- their product looks amazing. It's really delicious fucking ice cream. It's not that hard to sell. <laughs> okay. Come on. Give, give us the name. <laughs> it's Fridi. We had a coffee there. Oh, is it now. that one. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't to, it was your friend. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and, okay. Uh, yeah. And uh, they take pictures of the ice cream that they make and they post it on their Instagram their stories. And the thing is, all of them have learned. So all of the baristas, all of the business owners, everyone there has learned how to post a nice looking Instagram story with their ice cream, right? They take a photo of their ice cream, they add a little text to it, like come to Freely to check out this promote, blah, 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 whatever. Uh, what I want to do is I want people to take a screenshot of that post, which they already know how to make, and then yeah. they can use it as an ad and they can use specifically that fucking screenshot, nothing else to run an ad on DimeMe and they can do it for free. And what we do is we target a bunch of random people with this free ad. We see how people react to it. Do they like it? Do they dislike it? What are the profiles? And then we give back to these people a profile where they can run a data paid ad specifically to the market that responded best. And it's super easy because we have a lot of things that we can, a lot of data points that we can, can market and we can sell towards. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of them, especially like very local businesses, that's that great for local businesses. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. super cool is that going to be available um, all around the world or is it a only Romania focused business for we now?
1: we don't want to focus only in Romania but we are going to take a more or less regional approach to our marketing strategies but the, the diamond is most probably going to be available all around the world from day one
0: very cool okay so uh, let's uh, add some links in the description here so if you guys want to check it out then uh, hopefully, uh,
1: hopefully the site is live by the time we post it
0: <laughs> yeah we can we can make sure of that okay super so um Cool, we spoke about the platforms, we spoke yeah, about- Yeah, so now, so now let's get back to TikTok. Yeah.
1: So now that you, you understand, Dime has two major components. They've got, we've got the B2C part in which we need to get people coming in and, and wanting to monetize their data to, to make money from their data and to swipe on that. So we have got this big B2C component because of course we need this, but we do pay people. So that's slightly easier. It's not a lot easier, it's slightly easier because you pay people. Uh, then we've got a B two C component, which is very important. We need businesses to come and promote their 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 content and to 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 make content to publish on the app because we need people to be able to swipe through things. And then we've also got a third market that we that we contribute to, and that's the market research uh, where people just come and they buy data from uh, uh, from Diby. They can type in a few tags of what product they want to launch, and based on our uh, algorithms, we give them what we believe data driven is is the is the best target market for their. Product. Um, now, for the for the B two C and B two B part, I want to attack TikTok because uh, there's a lot of this hustle mentality on there. You know, there's people that produce content, they they browse content as well as they make their own merchandise that they sell, like their T-shirts. They have a Twitch stream that they want to promote. They, all these sorts of things. You know, uh, and I find it's a very vibrant, in the now uh, sort of platform. Mm-hmm. You know, like TikTok, on TikTok you've got trends that appear today and disappear three days later. Mm-hmm. And I, I think uh, one of the directions in which I want to take the, the the marketing component of Daimly. So uh, one of the one of the directions in which I think marketing as a whole is moving is into very instant gratification type things. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think we're we're gonna only really big companies are gonna have campaigns that that take months to launch last for months and then that's it. You know, I think we're just gonna have like quick short things, you launch them, you try to see what you sell, you move on, you go to the next one. and So on. Mm-hmm. that's one of the things that, that
0: we enable yeah. on this. So how are we, because um, TikTok is also a video focused platform. So yeah. considering we are talking about a technology business, how, how are you gonna get people to produce videos? Can, can we talk just- about it or do you, can you give it away?
1: Uh, I can't give away what, what I know so far. Uh, we're still quite early stage in building Daimly, so I don't not all of these ideas have been thought out. Okay. Uh, but um, I think the idea behind TikTok is going to be mostly around micro influencer marketing, mm-hmm. uh, because we have a, a, a component of our business in Daimly is to give people money. Uh, referrals are a great way for us to promote uh, and, and get more B two C B two C clients and get more. More consumers on the app, and uh, people have an incentive to a financial incentive to to bring about other people, mm-hmm. and we can further entice this incentive until until it works. And uh, we're thinking of some ways in which. So I've got a I've got a crazy idea for a launch on TikTok, but like an absolutely crazy idea. Uh, I don't mind pitching it here. Okay. About that right now, or pitching it, whatever. It's not. A, I don't need to. I'm telling it. <laughs> yeah, just uh, yeah. giving it away. I'm just giving it away, because uh, it's really difficult to pull off anyway. But it, it, unfortunately, I think it will only work as a one-off in specifically this version. So I think if, if I pull off this version, I don't think anyone else is going to be able to to cop to do the exact same thing and have success. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to need to tweak it somehow because TikTok uh, or whatever uh, ideas uh, launch ideas like this, they do have to always push the envelope. Mm-hmm. I, I noticed a trend on TikTok uh, to do lives. I know that TikTok has um, is very keen on, on promoting their live components, so people doing lives on TikTok, what they did even yesterday. So it's important when you're thinking about growth hacks to see on the platform that you're using, what is, what is the direction of that platform? What, what direction are they going into? Because you can always use, use these niche things. Like you, you could have used stories a long time ago when they appeared on Instagram and Facebook and stuff like that. IGTV. Now on TikTok, IG. TV, yeah, exactly. But that didn't, that didn't blow up as much as Instagram hoped. Not yet, anyway. Um, on TikTok, it's lives. And even yesterday, I think, or the day before yesterday, and of course, and they were recording this, uh, TikTok launched a live feature that they promote on top of the follow feed. Uh, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so on top of the follow feed now, before everything, all of the other content right on top are all of the ongoing lives that you can just tap into and watch. Mm -hmm. right? So now the lives are starting to be the most promoted thing that the most promoted type of content that TikTok themselves promote and they encourage. And I noticed a trend to set the record for uh, the longest live on TikTok. That was a trend, uh, I think a couple of weeks ago. And then another thing I noticed, like this trend had gotten so that's when, which people were recording themselves, like a live recording of themselves sleeping and people would just like thousands of people watch other people sleeping live. That's unbelievable. Like I I think these are the sort of things that to a traditional marketing marketer are unbelievable and because they don't they realistically speaking there's no book in which i think you could have read you know what people are gonna fucking watch themselves sleep on live on a platform i really don't think and by the masses like by the thousands
0: yeah Uh so i think that maybe uh to to draw some something that is more applicable to everybody looking at maybe this platform or at new platforms to include them in a traditional marketing mix is probably to uh, think outside of the box, obviously, <laughs> but more specifically, to to be very much tuned to the moment and to to see what people okay. and their audience is doing right now that they can benefit from and put that in the context of what the platforms that are, they are going to be deploying on are trying to promote from within, right? Because okay. then they have the support of the community, but also the support of the platforms to push. Mostly the, the
1: support of the platform, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, you, you very- know- yeah you always have to be in touch with the the platforms you're launching on and i think uh, what a lot of our clients um uh, for instance uh do wrong get wrong here is they don't truly listen to what is actually trending because it doesn't suit the idea that they had already come up with mm-hmm. so you have people right now going yeah i'm going to i'm going to do promoted posts on facebook you know like okay i gave i might have given a bad example because i'm Definitely sure that promoted posts on Facebook are highly relevant for some things, mm-hmm. but they're definitely not as relevant or as in growth as lives on TikTok are going to be if your format of content is relevant for the TikTok market and if it's, uh, um, uh, if it's relevant for the live format. Mm-hmm. Right? So you always have to have to be on the lookout and realistically towards yourself and to what these platforms are promoting. Live content is much more difficult to, to create. But if it's the trend, then yeah, it's, it might just be a cost, uh, cost of sorts that is worth it. The launch that we that, I, that I'm thinking of doing is uh, to coordinate all of the other launches of Diamondly. so the launch on Product Hunt, the launch on Reddit, the launch on all of the other platforms that I'm going to be launching on, under one big live on TikTok as the launch on TikTok. So I want to film an entire life of everyone in the, in the team working for two, three days without any sort of sleep, because that's how a launch date actually looks. Mm-hmm uh and uh, feeling feeling as alive and getting people to see the behind the scenes uh, of of how this product is launched and how it works like with all the live numbers like how many users signed up how much money are they making everything super super transparent super out in the open uh and that's going to
0: be a long form kind of live right
1: yeah uh, the idea is to break the record
0: of the longest live. oh cool <laughs> yeah but yeah. this is
1: this is this, sorry this is one of the ideas that's not the main purpose mm-hmm. it would be cool but this is the sort of thing that for instance there are lots of people that are going to be trying to break the live the the, the live record on tiktok but they don't understand that to break the live record on tiktok you have to talk about the technical limitations of the live uh, limit on tiktok mm-hmm. uh, there were a lot of people that that were saying that yeah, i'm going to break the live and follow my life and blah blah but realistically, what I think we're going to do here is try to talk to some people at TikTok to see like, okay, what about the connections? What about the bandwidth? What about the, do you have any physical limitations? Has, have they already been reached? Can we push them together? Blah, blah. Unfortunately, these sorts of things, when you see them on TikTok, they might seem like they were super easy to do and they just, you know, the guy pulled out his phone and started filming. Realistically, this, this takes weeks of preparation and communicating with the business and hustling and the uh, negotiations and whatever, you name it. Mm-hmm. blood work probably.
0: Okay, very, very nice. So um, now let's try to to draw because this is one of the things that we are trying to do with every episode. So we want to get people to actually um, take something from this video uh, and from each of the episodes or or audio and uh, try to see how it can match their business, how it can help them think their strategy kind of out of the box and maybe see what are some things that they can look at implementing or matching to their current plans that they could benefit from. So um, we discussed TikTok, which is something that probably many people look at, not many people start to execute towards. So this is definitely something that uh, we also promote as an agency as well. So people paying a bit more attention, they're producing the type of content that is suited to the platform, as you mentioned. Um, We discussed product hunt for B2B. what else What else do you think uh, would be noteworthy and would be something actionable that people can take and can go and execute on it by the end of this week?
1: Uh, I'm just going to give you an idea that I had that I didn't get a chance to execute on yet, uh, and that's Byte. Uh, Byte is the former Vine. You know Vine? Mm-hmm. And how Twitter bought it and killed it? Well, the, fa- the founders behind... Vine launched a new platform called Byte. Now, this is a very interesting opportunity because it's a platform that is more or less it's it's a new platform. They launched, I think, a month or two ago at best, uh, and it's one of the very few social platforms that you have th- that are very early stage right now. That you have more or less of guarantee they will, that they will reach some level of success. So I'm not saying I'm not saying they're going to overtake TikTok. I'm not saying anything along the lines of that, but they will. they will be some form of success because the guys behind vine already had a successful venture. They're definitely going to fund this properly. They're definitely going to promote it. And if you go on bite right now, which I suggest you do um, take a look at how little content there is there being produced and how, how hungry they are for it. Because every time I open TikTok, I see new shit on my feed. Every time I open bite, like till a couple of weeks ago, it was more or less the same things and they're hungry for content. So if you can come up there and fill that niche, I think bite is one of the platforms that you can, can have a lot of success on within literally because you asked me about this week that's literally what i would do like this has an expiry date for sure mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. okay that expiry date is super and the markets there are probably more towards the west so america is yes, yes, definitely yeah. yeah okay for sure very very nice okay super nice uh love this episode i knew it's gonna be a very <laughs> a very good one um now, wrapping up, uh, tell, uh, tell everybody here and tell me as well where we should be following you and what you, are, um, what you are doing at the moment or in the future. What are the best platforms to find you, to find your companies, uh, and to keep up with what you guys are doing?
1: Damn. Uh, I, haven't, I haven't worked that much on my personal branding lately to, to have selected a platform. Uh, I think I would mostly use LinkedIn and Facebook. Okay. Okay. Uh, I'll provide you with some links. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the best, I think the best thing to do is to, to literally reach out to me on Facebook, on LinkedIn, my email address, whatever, and just talk. I'm open to loads of calls and, uh, and, and coffees when they're going to be legal again. Uh, <laughs> uh, to just reach out and truly get in touch with the person. Because that was one of the things I wanted to add. You can always have these sorts of podcasts and they're great. And they provide a lot of insight to people that have not had a chance to experiment with these platforms in depth. But realistically speaking, you have to take every idea so catered to what specifically it is to be able to come up with a growth hack or something mm-hmm. like that, or, or a successful marketing campaign. You really have to get in depth into, into what it is. I don't think uh, just following recipes is going to be enough uh, in the future. So I think both, this stands for the both of us. I think both of us are easy to reach and to just freaking talk to mm-hmm. uh, super openly.
0: And apart from this, so uh, we, I know, and you just mentioned, but I want to get a bit more into this. So uh, you also have, um, you know, a lot of resources that can help people with um, in terms of web development, cryptocurrencies. So uh, just uh, give us a bit of insight into that as well. And then.
1: uh, Sure. Uh, Underdevelopment Office is an agency that I think most of the clients that we've worked with, if not all of them actually, have uh, had a really enjoyable experience. That's because we really like what we do. Uh, which is developing end-to-end products. So people come to us with an idea, mostly. And uh, we talk them through how that can be transformed to a product. We recommend what the best technologies are, even if those are really uh, cutting-edge technologies, which we can work on together. Uh, we're experimenting with AI right now, for instance. Nice. Uh, if If that makes sense for the product, and only if it makes sense for the product. Uh, yes we are one of the leading players in the blockchain space so realistically speaking if you want some people with expertise in, in this area do reach out to us we're happy to, uh, to to give you a free consultation on whether this technology is really required for you in your business uh, on what's the easiest way to, to do a POC and test out if it actually brings value towards you without having to uh, to invest infinite amounts of money into people that don't really know what they're doing we've launched over 20 successful projects in this space uh, a couple of them with really big companies and a couple of them with banks. Um, so we really genuinely do know what we're talking about uh, in this uh, in this direction. And uh, yeah, our other main focus is on is on mobile apps and uh, and websites. That's pretty run of the mill, uh, but I think I think we think quite differently than than a lot of agencies out there.
0: Very nice. So we'll post some links to uh, to you guys as well in the. Script of this episode. Um, now, to everybody here, so about us, you know, so we are a marketing agency. We help people implement cross channel marketing campaigns uh, and help them monetize their marketing budgets and efforts. So if you guys ever need a hand, uh, feel free to always reach out to us on Instagram, Facebook. We'll we'll put the links below uh, or directly by email at hello at marketu.com. Stefan, it was a very, very big pleasure to have you here with us. Uh, thank you for making the time and thank you for the. Uh, loads of value that you brought here Um, looking forward to catching up again uh, face to face uh, grabbing a coffee when it's gonna be legal as you said Um, but until then have a tremendous amount of success with your launch and looking forward to speaking soon see you next time ciao buddy bye bye